engaged and inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be engaged and inspired podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. Let's be honest, planning a wedding is hard. At Be Engaged and Inspired, we'll share our knowledge to help you navigate these tricky waters and hopefully leave you feeling inspired. So do we have a topic today, Sam? Yes. Welcome, everybody, because today's topic is something that gets asked all the time, and it is, what's your price? What's your price? Okay. That's the only question that I get in an email from a client (laughs) is, what's your price? And then I've got to break down and ask them, there's one obvious important thing that you have to ask. A DJ. Date, time, and location. Well, what if they don't know their location yet? Well, then they need to come back because I can't help them because I need to know the date, the time, and the location. Other than that, I can only give you a range from here to here. Okay, well, so price, obviously, because a lot of people just think price is the right way to pick their vendor. And it's also because many clients have nothing else to ask. They have never hired a DJ before and don't know what questions to ask. So what what are some other things that they should be asking you besides if you have that date available? Funny you should ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever performed at that facility before? So if you've chosen your facility already, that Mm -hmm. means you already have your date and time and now you have your location. So the DJ should be able to tell you if they've worked there before, how to enter, where to set up, what's the best location for speaker placement, should you need lighting, can you fit a photo booth in there? All of those type of questions the DJ can actually answer for you before you actually book them. Well, and if you haven't worked the venue, there's no problem in saying, no, I've not worked that venue, but I'm happy to go check it out. Or I know other people who have worked that venue, been looking forward to it, and we can happily come up with a plan. And especially there's a lot of new venues that are barns or outdoor facilities that I've never worked at. Well, you've worked at all of ours. Well, I, I, I just love the fact that there are new facilities rather than the typical square box type facilities. Mm -hmm. So yes, if I've never worked at a facility, I will guarantee to my client that I will do a site inspection before the event and meet the client there and go through all the the specs. Yeah, because you've come out to some of our places and just done a walkthrough with me, even if the client wasn't available. Absolutely. um, Just because we keep opening up new venues. (laughs) It's a great way for you to see it. Ask where the power source is because that could determine where you're going to be. Very important. And then obviously, shouldn't they be asking what services you can provide? Like, can you do ceremony music? Can you do live music? Can you? Right. And that's part of, have you performed at the facility before? Because they should then be telling you, well, are you having your ceremony at this facility or are you having your ceremony somewhere else? Mm-hmm. So if, we're, if they're having the cer- ceremony on site, we definitely need to know. Where's the power? If we've already been to the facility already, we already know where it is, and we know the best setup for that. Uh, Will you need additional microphones, or are you just going to do it acoustically? Will you need a musician? Because we provide musicians as well. Do you want musicians and no microphones? Because there, there is something to be said of having a totally quiet wedding reception where all you hear is a violinist 
playing the processional recessional. Plus, I don't like when people have mics only because if it even remotely windy, there is this little <laughs> sound that happens. And there's honestly, there's nothing you can do about it unless you spend like 10 grand with the hurricane mic fronts. You've seen those those uh, weather forecasters? Yes. They're out in the, in, the, in the storm and it's blowing like crazy and the microphone sounds perfect. I mean, you could... Add this as like an add-on oh, package. Oh, sure. And then I'll do two weddings a year. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other things that couples should be asking you? Well, they definitely should be asking what makes the DJ unique? What makes you different from all the others? What are you going to do at the wedding reception to get everybody up and dancing? Mm-hmm. These are questions that the DJ should quite readily be able to to answer because that's what we do every single weekend. And you may not be the perfect fit for every single couple, obviously. I don't want to do everybody's wedding. Yes. But those are important questions because if somebody says they they need a lot of music from the old country, whichever their old country is, those are things that you need to know. I'm actually doing a uh, Pakistani uh, wedding where uh, they're going to provide me some of the music, but I do have um, some Bollywood type music in there that we're going to play. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But these are things where, you know, if you're looking at a DJ and you're wondering how good they are, reviews are helpful. I always also say if you're a little bit unsure, um, just having that phone conversation, that it's not just all email, you're going to be there all day. I mean, well, not all day, but you're going to be there for the big party section of it. So if they're not connecting with you even on the phone, the odds are you're just not a good fit. Yeah, in in, in this day and age, we have a lot of couples that only want to text. Mm -hmm. And that really is not the way that you can interview a DJ because the personality of the DJ is what makes the party. If you can imagine somebody sitting on a chair and just pressing a keyboard all night... That's what you're going to get if you text somebody all the time and you don't actually actually speak with them. So I always recommend, if not a phone chat, then Skype and at the best, meet with them personally. Because honestly, if you don't like me or any other DJ that you pick on the day that you meet them, you're not going to like them on the day of your wedding. Yes, and it's going to be annoying and you're going to keep looking at them and you're going to like internally be like, why did I make this decision? And it can be hard. One of the things that people often forget about is that, remember, you can uh, say, hey, Sam, can I talk to one of your past clients from last season? Yeah, I'd love it. And that way you can sort of get their feel about it. Especially, you know, sometimes I know you've done some people's weddings where you've done like one daughter and the other daughter and maybe the son. I mean, I think that says a lot if a family keeps coming back to you. Now, if you had somebody who says, hey, you know, we want you up on that dance floor dancing and throwing glow sticks and going crazy, that's not really your style. That used to be my style about 20 years ago when, <laughs> when you I was were younger. much younger. And your uh, but, knees worked. <laughs> right, but that's that's not my style. So if, if a client is looking for what I call, quote unquote, the New York uh, uh, party DJ, uh, that, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I will gladly recommend them to other DJs. If you want a DJ that's going to be uh, filling the room with video screens and showing your ceremony and showing video clips throughout the night, that's not me. So make sure when you speak or you contact your DJ, you find out what they do. What their style is. What their style is. So uh, since we happen to live in Connecticut and we happen to be very close to Hartford since we're located right now in West Hartford and Hartford happens to be the insurance capital of the world. Of the world. Do you uh, carry insurance, Sam? Absolutely. And <laughs> you know how many people do not ask that question? 
Living um, in Hartford, you would think the first question is, do you have insurance? Yes. But no. You must have proof of liability insurance. Every vendor you hire, ask them up front. Now, I know so there are going to be some vendors out there that are going to be upset at me. They're going to be pissed. But I'm sorry. Every vendor that does a wedding, no matter who, should carry liability insurance. And as vendors, you should only want to work with vendors who do carry it because if something goes wrong as a planner, my hands are in everything. They, they <laughs> literally. literally are. And so if you did something that you... Oh, yeah, if I blew the fuse. And I blew the, a fuse. Yeah. Or if somehow one of your speakers fell over and broke and you didn't have insurance yeah. and the venue said, well, you shouldn't have been here... Typically, your next person to come after is me because the odds are I just walked past it and I'm a little <laughs> bit of a klutz. But no, people don't understand sometimes that if your DJ is not carrying insurance and they say scratch the dance floor, yep, they're responsible for that. And it may seem like a really minor thing and it usually is until it isn't. There's a facility in Harvard, I'm not going to mention the name, that has a huge chandelier. There is an occasion where somebody damaged that chandelier. There's also an occasion where the chandelier caught on fire oh my God. At, the, at the middle of a, a wedding reception. So you better be sure that the facility has insurance. So why doesn't all your other vendors have and insurance? And if your stuff gets damaged... Right, I've got to sue somebody. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been at a wedding venue, and I won't mention their name, but they have marble floors almost everywhere and i had a bride who wanted to get married at the beach so of course she picked a location that had marble floors and had no beach feeling whatsoever (laughs) oh my goodness and they brought in a sandbox so when they said their ceremony they were standing in a sandbox this was very important to them this was years and years ago when they removed the sand one of the owners came over to me and said oh my god there's scratches on our floor because sand scratches the floor Durr. And, you know, obviously I carried insurance and they, the bride did not get her deposit back, which is understandable. But these are things that people, you, you should be asking. Mm-hmm. So what is your sort of final last thing that you just, if someone's going to come talk to you, Sam, like what's, I know the most important thing is date, right. location, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but what's the next important thing? Somewhere down on the list, you should ask, are you any good? Oh, yeah. Are you? Are, uh, I, I know I'm very good. I've got <laughs> I know almost 40 years too. experience. So. Somebody uh, that you're hiring in entertainment should be able to go into that right away. Yes, of course I'm good. But then explain exactly Like you're able why. to read the crowd. You can tell when they need to slow things down. I can you... get you up dancing in three songs. Mm-hmm. Things like that that should just flow off the tip of their tongues or, uh, as soon as you mention it. If you ask somebody if they're any good and they're stumbling, well, um, um, walk away. Yeah, I agree. So we'll be right back, and we're going to kind of flip the tables here. What are the questions that you should ask your event planner? Oh, boy. So, Kia, you're up right after this. Sounds good. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www www.atmosphere-productions.com. This is Marty Q, and you're listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. 
Listen and download on iTunes or Google Podcast. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all of New England, look for us on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and at www.engagect.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now, back to Be Engaged and Inspired. With your host, Kia and DJ Sam. Be engaged and inspired podcast. Welcome back. We were discussing Ask the DJ previously, yes. and now we've flipped the tables and we're going to ask the planner. Kia, you're up. Yeah, well, typically I do a lot of the asking of the questions. But <laughs> since we were talking about insurance in the last part of it, one of the things I do want to say is as a wedding planner, So I said, my hands are in everything. A lot of times I'm having to handle decor. I may have to go up and down a ladder. If I'm lucky, I make my assistants or my interns go up and down a ladder. Please, But I also have to insure them. I mean, if I'm climbing up a ladder to hang, I don't know what, but I have hung a lot of things. Decorations. Decorations. I've done hula hoops. I've put up chandeliers, all sorts of crazy ribbons, anything, fabric. I, I mean, it's a liability. And if I say rip a tent... Because I have, oh, yes. I have gone into a tent and watched somebody who was uh, putting up lanterns, and they had stuck a wire through something and popped a hole. Oh no! So these are the reasons why we carry insurance. It's it's not only just to protect myself and my staff, but it is also to protect you as the client. Yeah. Um, if you have hired me to do a job, you should know that no matter what, it's getting done, and this is what's going to happen. So one of the obvious questions, I mean, that they should be asking is, are you available? Have you ever worked at this place? One of the questions I always ask the couples is, how many people? Ah, uh-huh. how many guests? How many guests? Because it does make a difference for you. It does make a difference for me because if I'm having something like 100 people compared to 250 people, you know, myself and an assistant on the day of is just not going to be enough. Gotcha. One of the things that a lot of couples say is like, well, what's included? And it's really hard as a wedding planner, sometimes to describe what's included. Because I could go on and on and on. Oh, I see. I mean, I talk to your bridesmaids. I talk to your groomsmen. I talk to your parents. I talk to your vendors. I'm the person who somebody stands there saying, oh, like, do you know how to pin my boutonniere on? Because the florist is gone already. Gotcha. Or, hey, do you know where I'm supposed to be for photos? Or, like, when is our first answer? Oh, now my dad has decided he does want to have a toast. Can you please go let the DJ know? So you are the go-to person at that wedding reception. Yes. And that's part of what you do as a planner. So you can't just ask, you know, what do you do? Because you do a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. And one of the things I always ask the couples back is, well, what is your vision? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Because I know I'm going to have to do some things. And once we sort of start to speak to each other, I think, once again, it's really important that we have some sort of interaction. We have couples who say, like, I like to just text or I like to just Facebook message. I like Mm -hmm. to email. But no matter what, we still have to have a conversation at some point in time. Yeah. And we usually start all of our meetings off after we've at least spoken on the phone or online then we'll go do a walkthrough of the location. And you should be asking me, have I been to this location before? Because if I have, I can tell you. I also happen to do this for a living. This is my 24-7 job. When I walk into a venue, even if I've not been there before, 
I see the space differently than a couple does. Exactly. And I like to say, hey, and I like to talk to whoever is their on-site coordinator. Can you share a few different ways that you set this place up? And these asking these questions um, really shows that one, that you are invested in your own wedding and your own vision and you sort of know because it doesn't have to look like everybody else's wedding. Right. A, a little story there. I did a, a wedding reception. I'm not going to say when, but uh, <laughs> the client originally wanted lighting. Mm-hmm. And because I know the facility, I said, that's a great idea. It's going to work great. Let's do lighting. As we got closer to the date, they started to back out. Well, we don't think the lighting is going to be this. We don't, we decided not to have the lighting. On the night of the event, the groom's best friend happened to be a lighting technician. Okay. And he comes up to me and says, you know, this room would look great <laughs> with lighting. And I said, yeah, it would have if the bride and the groom had decided to go forward with it. So... The professionals know how the room should look and have a vision of it just walking in there and knowing what's going to work. And that's what you do. Yes. And, 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 you know, one of the things that you should also be asking your wedding planners is what's your problem skill set, like problem solving skill set? Because yes. we sometimes have to solve some problems. I had a wedding where the cake baker was personal friends with the family. And she just decided to pick her own flowers oh, no. as a gift to the oh, bride. Oh, oh, I see. So it was meant as, it was genuinely came from a great location. And I remember we all sort of just stood there looking at a cake. And the best way for us to do it was sort of turn the cake to the <laughs> the best set of flowers that looked the most. And we talked to the florist who was there who added a few additional flowers in to make it look like it was on purpose. Like I said, this was a family yep. member who had... Yep had a nice connection. They were high school friends with this cake baker. You know, we have to solve problems. I've had bustles fall apart and I've had to, you know, safety pin them up. I've had shoes that don't fit people. I've had people rip their dresses and I have a pretty good idea of how to fix most rips. So uh, actually you're Makia. (laughs) Like MacGyver, yes. (laughs) A little bit. One of the other things that you should be asking your wedding planner is, is this their part-time job or is this their full-time job? And what's your availability? I yep. work really sporadic hours. Um, I always make it really clear to my couples that obviously as we get closer into full wedding season, Saturdays I'm a little slower at responding. But that does not mean that you can't send me a question right? because there are ups and downs during a wedding. And once everything's running super smoothly, I don't mind shoving food in my mouth during di- <laughs> dinner and looking through if I can answer something for you. Yeah, unfortunately, with a DJ, you, you, you can't really do that. Yes, and I have a large enough crew as well. That you can so do that. I can always say, hey, I saw that such and such bride sent in a message. Can somebody else please make sure that the issue is being covered? One of the other questions you should ask is, how many weddings do you take on per year? And how big is your crew? How many weddings can you handle? Because when you don't ask those questions, you may be surprised. If someone's doing this part-time, which there's no problem with that, as long as they're insured and have a business license and all those things. Right, nothing wrong with that. But they may not be available when you're available. I mean, I meet with some some clients at 7 o'clock at night during a weekday. I have met with people Sunday morning, which I do less and less as we go into wedding season. I've met with people for lunch. We do online you know, I try to be as flexible as I can because this is, I know how important it is. This is a great event that's going to be happening in your life. And sometimes if I can answer your question pretty quickly, I can help alleviate some stress. And that's where a phone call is very important as opposed to texting where you Mm -hmm. may not be able to to get there right away. I love it when people call and leave a message on my voicemail because I can just send them an email back if I'm at a gig, for instance. You know, if it's an important message that, hey, something that we need importantly, yeah, I'll give them a quick Mm -hmm. text back. You know, speak 
interact with yes. with your vendor. We always sort of joke when any time we get a text message, all of our staff, we read the text in a happy voice and we read the text in, no. a, in an anxious, mad, angry voice. Because it, you don't know how they... Uh... You have no idea how it's going to go. And it can sort of decide like, oh, how should I answer this? And one of the last things that I really think is important is you should ask your uh, wedding planners sort of what's the best way to communicate. Yep. And you should express the best way for you to communicate. I have lots of my brides who work you know, 40, 60 hours a week, they're sitting at their desk and they can't necessarily pick up a phone and yeah. they can't send emails from their work emails. So I get a lot of 4 a.m. emails that come in. And as yeah. soon as I sort of get myself to the office, the first thing I do is I send as many of those responses as you can, yeah. as I can. And I don't mind if you say to me, I'm a person who's going to send you four or five emails because I have so many things going on and this is the best way. That's great. Yeah, I have had a client that were paramedics, mm -hmm. and they worked opposing shifts. Oh. So firstly, you couldn't get them during uh, the day <laughs> or night, uh, and we had to coordinate when we were going to speak. And I had to respect that they do a very important job, mm -hmm. and that they can't just stop and pick up the phone and speak to me. Uh, so we communicated a lot by text, or they just left a message, and I called them back, and you know, it'd take a couple of days to get a, a solid answer, but that's the way we had to work to with be. our client. And I mean, obviously, we have to respect our clients' jobs, and they have to respect our jobs just yes. The same way. Well, one of the things is just as you're starting to look at planners, don't just look at their money that they're going to spend on them, like your price point. Look at their style. Once again, meet with them, talk to them. I'm going to be with you all day. My crew is with you at least 10 to 12 hours on wedding day. Yeah. I mean, I'm going into one hotel room. Somebody else is going into another hotel yeah. room, making sure everything's there. I'm carrying all of your stuff. Right. I mean, I'm handed purses, cell phones, iPads. Right. I mean, an amazing amount of expensive things. Right. I have to remember where I put them. And that's also somebody that you're not going to pay minimum wage to do. No. I carry your wedding rings. I yeah. carry your marriage certificate yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So understand, you've got to pay for that. Yes. And I mean, I'm actually still a very reasonably yes. priced wedding planner <laughs> because I really love what I do. And I have the benefit of having such a great staff and because we are able to do a high volume of weddings. Right. And these are just the things to think about. I mean, when I go to meet with a client, it's all about do we connect? Are we the same same type of style person. And there are times that I am not, and I'll pass them off to Devin or to Heidi, who works with us, because they're just a better fit. And there's nothing wrong. And I'll tell you the story that I had a client come to my office maybe 20 years ago, and they were just asking for things that I just wasn't able to do. Mm -hmm. And halfway through the meeting, I just I said, I got to stop this. Some of the things that you want me to do are not the things that I'm comfortable in doing. That's not my style. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't think I can do your wedding reception. And I mean, honesty is a really important part Absolutely. of it. Now, on wedding day, there's times where we may have to say, yes, I'm going to go check into that, even though we know maybe the cake hasn't arrived yet because we don't want to upset you. Right. But we say that with a beautiful smile on our face and... <laughs> You have no clue because as soon as that cake arrives, we let you know. Yes. And if there is any trouble, obviously, we, we let you know. We just don't instantaneously panic. Right. We handle pressure very well. And yes, that's, yes, you do. That's one of those things you need in a wedding planner. So if you're already seeing somebody that you're meeting with that they seem anxious and sort of confused and, and not able to sort right. of hand out advice, right. you may need to find somebody else. Well, thanks for flipping the table on me, Sam, and asking me the questions. It was a pleasure. And so I hope you guys uh, download our podcast off of itunes and google podcast remember they're free if you have any questions always feel free to send us an email and don't forget eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before you book them it's our free special report on our website all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com learn to shop like a pro from a pro join us again next week
Bye, Sam. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engaged Connecticut.